Hi, everyone. Welcome to Storytime, where we talk about all things real estate. I'm your host, Saad Munir. Today, we're going to be talking about the single most important factor when it comes to buying and selling real estate. It has more impact on values and on rents and on volatility of those things than literally any other factor. Location. The saying goes, the first three rules of real estate are location, location, and location. And it's 110% true. Let's talk some stats when it comes to that topic. A recent study by the National Association of Realtors found that location accounts for up to 70% of a property's value. A study by Zillow earlier this year found that homes in the top 10% of neighborhoods in terms of desirability appreciated by an average of 10% per year over the past five years, while homes in the bottom 10% of neighborhoods appreciated by an average of just 3% per year. A study by Trulia which is also part of Zillow, found that homes within walking distance of a park are worth an average of $10,000 more than homes that are not. That is national, okay? And obviously, across different regions, that number can be much more stark. Lastly, a study by CoreLogic found that homes in counties with the highest job growth rates appreciated by an average of 12% per year over the past five years while homes in counties with the lowest job growth rate appreciate by an average of just 2% per year. Okay, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll delve into how you as a consumer need to be thinking about location. Hey everyone, Saad here from Storytime. I hope you're enjoying all the talk about real estate. I absolutely love it and have been having a ton of fun putting these together for you. If you're liking what you're hearing, or even if you've learned something new, one thing that would be super helpful is if you would leave a rating on Spotify or a review on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. It would mean a ton to us. It helps us reach more people and build a community of real estate enthusiasts. Thanks again for tuning into Storytime. Welcome back to Storytime. Today, we're talking about the most important factor in real estate, and that's location. Now, how should you be evaluating location? Let's drill into that a bit. Let's talk about quality of life first, right? It's your life, your family, your commute, your prospects for job growth, your access to public transportation, your proximity to things that you need in your life, whether it's a grocery store or a hospital or a school or a place of worship, that stuff matters. And it's different for every single person, every family. Key factors to keeping quality of life in mind, right? Number one, school system. School system, of course, there's a lot of clients that I have, a lot of clients, a lot of people have that are really concerned about school system, that want a top 10 school system top 25 school system, what have you. What a lot of people don't realize is that school system is oftentimes used or like ranking of that school system is oftentimes used as a proxy for safety and crime. So as you can imagine, clients aren't just concerned about the quality of the school system. They're concerned about what that means. They're concerned about the safety and crime rates in those particular areas. Proximity to a major city. 
access to things to do. I mean, access to an airport or ease of access to an airport. These things can impact your quality of life. So very important things to consider. Big in Boston and Cambridge, especially in my neck of the woods, walkability and bikeability. This is a huge draw for a lot of folks uh, in certain areas. Uh, it certainly was for my wife and I when we bought in the area and decided to stay here too. Noise is another factor. Is the home that you're looking at or the homes that you're looking at, are they uh, on a main road or are they not? Can you hear the highway when you're outside or even when you're even worse when you're in the house? Uh, can you hear the train? Is it passing by? And is it loud? Is it good? What time is it passing by? These things impact lifestyle and it has an impact financially as well. Now, how do you look at location from a financial perspective? Uh, the main metric to keep in mind is cost per square foot. Obviously, different homes are different conditions, different sizes, what have you. It's not always easy to compare apples to apples. So that metric, the cost per square foot, is the key statistic to compare two different properties. Look at how things have appreciated recently in that area. Um, is there new construction? Uh, is there development in general, right? Uh, if there's money being poured into that area, that's a pretty good indication that uh, there's either a lot of demand already or that demand is coming. Um, how much inventory has there been? It's okay if there's a lot of supply or new listings that pop up in that area, but if that supply is sitting around, if it's not selling, especially in the type of market that we have now, for example, um, that could be a red flag uh, for values, especially. If there's a ton of supply and no one is buying it, what will that do to values? Naturally, it will bring it down because people are going to want to sell, they're going to drop their prices, and that's going to mean it's going to impact every other homeowner around. Thinking micro location now, so getting a little bit even more deeper into like not just a town or a general area within a town, let's get a little bit deeper than that. Um, it's great to have a nice house, but if you are the nicest house on the block and the houses around you are run down, they're much older, uh, the owners aren't taking care of them, maybe there's too many renters or a low owner occupancy rate, uh, et cetera, what's that going to do your home? it brings the value down as well. Each of those things impact the value of your home. Conversely, your home being the nicest one on the block, it's gonna bring the value of those other homes up. So those are key factors to keep in mind when you think about uh, how to look at things from a financial perspective, whether, especially if you're trying to move in as a primary residence, but generally as well. So now let's talk a little bit more about the investor side, right? Let's look at it from an investor lens. Location has a different impact on, um, on rents in different areas. It has a direct impact on what you can charge uh, when it comes to rents for each uh, square foot. The rent price per square foot differs from every location, even if you move, uh, especially in places like Greater Boston, Cambridge, et cetera, you move two streets and your price per square foot can, can differ like that. Um, so, and it's a, for a simple reason that we've already alluded to here, higher demand, equals lower chance of vacancy, which equals higher rents. Uh, one metric to know, uh, aside from the price per square foot, is your cap rate as an investor. Cap rate is short for capitalization rate, which is often discussed in investor circles. What that, what that means is your annual rental income produced by an asset, so your total rents, if you're charging for parking, 
if you're charging for storage, all that kind of stuff, divided by the current market value. It's not a perfect metric, but I think it's important to tell you a couple of things. First, the lower the cap rate is, technically the safer the investment is. The less likely you'll have vacancies and the more steady your rental income is gonna be. The downside is the lack of upside, right? Um, what you're buying at that point is probably something that's an already in a very established area. You know it's gonna rent, it's already kind of tapped out in terms of values or maybe it's pretty high in terms of values. Rents are already pretty high, that kind of thing. Um, the higher the, conversely, the higher the cap rate is, the more risky it is as vacancies or challenges with tenants may be more prevalent, but the greater the potential. So obviously areas improve, right? Um, you know, one area can be, you know, a B minus neighborhood one year, and then five years later, all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's an A minus. So there's more potential for increased rents, increased values, et cetera. Um, again, when the cap rate is on the higher end. Uh, you don't want it to be too high because the, 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 the high, if, it's, if it's way too high, then you're looking at a low value and potentially a higher rent that can easily come down um, when you look at the numerators and, and the denominators. Um, location has a direct impact on two key things as well. Cash flow, so knowing your numbers and your priorities to determine what makes sense for you um, as far as where to invest is super critical. Are you looking at generating as much cash flow as possible? Or conversely, are you more interested in driving appreciation? Maybe you're interested in both, but you need to find out, you need to have that conversation with yourself to determine how to think about uh, the cap rates and also how to think about uh, you know, where what makes the most sense for you and your family. Again, the second piece is location has a direct impact on appreciation. This is where the real money is made. Appreciation can be tapped into and the quicker something appreciates or the more equity that you've uh, you, you kind of are able to access the day you close on something, assuming you find a deal, the better, right? Appreciation is basically the, the chess version of checkers, right? Uh, you're thinking more long-term because that, that can grow much more quickly and that can allow you to kind of grow your portfolio faster. So important things to think about and location has an impact on both of those things. Uh, quick highlights I want to share just to kind of shed some light on uh, how to think about location and how I've thought about location personally. My wife and I, for example, we bought a partially renovated two-family property in Everett, Massachusetts, not too far from Boston, not too far from where I live. Uh, and this was early last year. We bought it for $800,000. Those two units are being rented for over $5,000 a month right now. Today, with a partner, I'm looking at purchasing two four-family properties, that's eight units, in Irving, Texas, for $860,000. The rents on those should be around $10,000 a month. Per unit, sure, the rent is higher on Everett, but the total price versus annual rents might make you believe Everett was a bad investment relatively to what you're hearing about the, the Irving, Texas investment. So let's compare. Everett is basically turnkey. Renovated prior to purchase, I can manage on my own since it's so close to where I live, so no property management fees. Taxes are pretty low. Um, I had a tenant who recently moved out on one of the units, quickly got someone else in while increasing the rent. No vacancy. Um, again, as I mentioned, no property management, which is, can be a huge expense. Um, 
And Irving, on the other hand, will almost definitely have more vacancies just based on where it is. Um, And given it's in another state, I'll need to have property management. So there's going to be that cost. There are higher taxes in Texas as a whole, which is a consideration for me. The cost of insurance will also be higher. Not to mention I'm buying in a much higher interest rate environment for investors versus Q1 2022 when I bought Everett. Um, And there are some capital expenditures my partner and I will be facing in the coming years as well. All this to say that basically the monthly cash flow, uh, that is the revenues minus the expenses, may end up being identical, even though the initial rents seem like, make it seem like, uh, um, you know, the Irving deal is way more attractive. One key thing to note about cap rate, and this is why I say it's not a perfect mechanism, a perfect metric, it does not factor in expenses. You've got to factor in expenses uh, when you're th- thinking through an investment deal. So in these cases, in these two examples, very similar upfront money, but the whole equation changes mainly because of location. Looking in Massachusetts alone, um, sticking with the multifamily example. Remember, I purchased a two-family in Everett for 800 grand. I have a client who purchased a two-family himself in Watertown, which is, for those of you who don't know, pretty, pretty close to Boston. It's about 15, 20-minute drive. Um, for for $1,025,000 earlier this year. So $225,000 more than what I spent on my two family. Another client purchased a three family in Attleboro, which is way south of Austin, close to the Rhode Island border for $525,000. This was two summers ago. So he spent uh, $275,000 less than me to get an additional unit, right? But it's a completely different location, completely different rents. You pick any of these buildings up and put them in another location, the value changes instantly. Same goes for condos, single families, or even land and commercial properties. Okay, so to wrap things up, when you're looking at a purchase or a deal, location has to come first. I mentioned the first three rules of real estate earlier, right? Location, location, and location. And I've thrown a bunch of things at you around how to think about it and some examples in the real world but it comes down to one simple fact. Location is the one thing about a property you cannot change, right? Think about it. That's it. Everything else can be changed. So whether you're looking for your first home, a new home for your growing family, an investment, you're thinking about expanding to another state, whatever, just remember location comes first, second, and third. Thanks for joining us on Storytime. I'm Saad Munir. Until next time.